Hello. Hi. How are you? Welcome to another episode of Calm Before the Score. I am your host, Matt Edwards, along with my co-hosts, Brian Highland, Corey Fergo. Fellas, how y'all doing? Howdy ho, Matt. I'm good. How are you? I'm very excited. Draft's a week away. This is our draft pre-show super special or something like that. Haven't really figured out the, the name yet, but we'll time like the present. Corey, any suggestions on a name for this? No suggestions on the name. Um, I'm just excited to talk more about the draft, and thank God the Phillies did not get swept by Gabe Kapler. Yeah, that's a tough look. Uh, once the draft is over, we will dive into a little bit of baseball talk. Because um, until basketball playoffs, really nothing going on. Nothing. Um, but this is a draft. This is a mock draft. We're making our own. It's going to get ridiculous. Um, it's not going to start ridiculous, but it's going to end it. Because uh, the first pick is Jacksonville. They're taking. We talked about this last week. They're taking Trevor Lawrence. That's as easy as it gets. Like there's, we talked about it last week. There's not really too much more to say. Um, but first pick's going to be Trevor Lawrence. So one thing that you should kind of note is what we're going to do is we're going to alternate picks going through the draft. So it's going to go, you're going to draft a player and I'm going to go and then Corey, and then we're going to cycle through the first round. Bingo. You get it. Okay. (laughs) All right. So like we talked about before, the Jets are going to draft Zach Wilson, number two. I think it's pretty set in stone. Everything that you're seeing, it's Zach Wilson all the way. Um, nothing's really come out to give any reason that they're not going to draft Zach Wilson. So he's going number two to the Jets. The Mormon Mahomes finds his new home at Olin uh, Park. Um, and I guess now it's time to actually now go is where it gets interesting. <laughs> make a choice. Um, they're definitely First going to, QB. It's yeah, uh, we established that last week, right? Yeah. So people didn't listen to last week's episode. Basically, Niners traded up with the from Dolphins 12. via via the Eagles. Yeah, they went from yeah. They went from the Niners. To you three. don't you don't trade up from twelve to three not to take a quarterback. Yeah. Um, so as much as I would love to do Justin Fields here, cause I just think it'd be a great fit with the epilepsy and everything else that's starting to come out about fields, I'm going to have to pass on them. another one. That's very interesting. And of course there's three left. So, um, the reason I want to go Trey Lance is Jimmy G's there. That would give the Niners a year to let Jimmy G do his thing for another year. Maybe, maybe not let Lance learn and then bring Lance into an already young established team. But I have to go Mac Jones. Um, I just think the hype is getting there. And I think 49ers are going to try to play it safe in a way. Um, And they're going to snag Mac Jones. I'm on the same page here with you for this one. I think it's been Mac Jones the whole time. He was the other favorite. And then Justin Fields crept in and then Trey Lance kept in. I think it's been Mac Jones the whole time. I think it's just a little bit of people trying to, you know, maybe kind of create some bullshit out there to make somebody panic and make the wrong pick. But I think it's Mac Jones. It's been Mac Jones for a while. Yeah, I think there's been a lot of smoke screens and like a lot of speculation. But like you Bingo. said, Matt, it's been Mac Jones basically the whole time. Um, and I, I just think it's kind of bullshit that his 
first name's actually Michael. Um, un- unrelated to the pick, I mean, it's like, I don't know. You think he's a liar? It, it, he's, he's a liar. It's like, I mean, Mac's like a, like he looks like a, he looks like a Mac. He looks like a Southern doofus Mac, but his real name's Michael. Michael McCorkle. I, I mean, if you went by McCorkle, that's, that's a good name. That, that's, I, uh, McCorkle I, Jones is dynamite. Can I but McCorkle is a mid- after hearing all this, I no longer want to draft him. But McCorkle Jones is, is a Super Bowl winning name. McCorkle Jones is a weapon, but Michael McCorkle Jones stinks. Yeah, agreed. Oh. Good. Moving forward. At four is here's where uh as we talked, like I said last week, my thoughts differ from the other two. Um the fourth picks Atlanta. Um like we said last week, there's a lot of talk of them potentially getting a quarterback. But I don't think they do. I think Arthur Smith took the job with the plan to keep him at Ryan for at least a year or two. So with that, they take the best weapon in the draft, maybe even the best player in the draft, and Kyle Pitts at four. I think you just give Matt Ryan every opportunity to succeed. And if he can't succeed with Julio and Ridley and now Kyle Pitts on top of that, well, then maybe Matt Ryan just fucking stinks now. And it's time to wrap it up. But I think you give him one last shot. Again, I, I think the big, the biggest issue I have with that pick is, I don't know, it, it's never been Matt Ryan the reason that they haven't been successful. They have so many other needs and, like, holes yeah. in their offense. And it's like you're going to draft a luxury pick like a tight end, a guy who's not even going to be your um, – focus focal point of your offense when your offensive line isn't very good your defense kind of stinks and i get it it's best player available but i don't know i i i I don't like kyle pitts there but i do think that is where they're going to go yeah and i agree with that um looking at it watching atlanta over the last x amount of years their passing game is literally not their issue they always produce in the passing game um you could argue at times it gets a little stale once in a while, but they always put up big numbers. Um, they always put up points, yards, defense, um, offensive line, injuries. But at the same time, people always say, don't get cute, take best available. And I think maybe Atlanta's looking at it like, you know what, let's not get cute here. Let's take best available or best player on our boards. And they snag pits. I could see it. Um, I don't know if I would do it, but it definitely is going to be a, an exciting offense to watch if that happens. Uh, yeah, just a couple of things before we move on to the next pick, because I want to try to keep this moving. Um, if they take Hoppins at four, he'll be the highest tight end, uh, I think, ever drafted. Well, since 1950, so basically ever. Uh, the only other two were Mike Ditka was taken fifth overall, and then oh, there's a guy whose name I do not remember. Bernie was Davis like, was drafted pretty high, too. He was six. That's what I mean. That's the only one I can remember was like that close. There was, there's been two tight ends in the top five since 1950. Did was Kellen Winslow? No. Kellen Winslow Jr. He was top 10. Yeah. I'm just talking four. No tight ends been picked. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Matt, four he was higher since six. 1950. It's not like he was drafted just, like 50th. He was drafted six. I was just saying there's been two in the top five. 
That's all I'm saying. And that's what I was saying. Like Vernon Davis was right out there. There's been too. others that are TJ okay. Hawkinson was picked like seven. I mean, there's been other high ones, but he okay, would be but the you're, highest. You're you're disgust when I said Kellen Winslow is what I'm more upset about. <laughs> that was a no. great guy. No, the what was a top five pick? Great guy. He, he's, he's, the, he's not a great, great guy. guy. Time out. Time he's out. Kellen Winslow Jr. is a great guy. No, he's not. He man. just got convicted of molesting old women. He's a I'm sorry, person. I'm not saying you my Kellen Winslow news. I apologize. That's on me. Well, maybe I did not know Kellen Winslow's guy. Matt, do you want? I, I meant great player. Well, he was a well, good player. He wasn't even a great player. He was a bust. We we, we don't need talk to talk about then. We don't need to talk about how bad. I think you're talking about the original Kellen Winslow. That's um, who we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. But we don't need to talk about it too much. But the first line on his Wikipedia page, Kellen Winslow Jr. is. Kellen Winslow II is an American former professional football player and convicted sex offender. <laughs> and it was bad. I was thinking of the old one. I was thinking of the one on the Chargers. Yes. Because yeah. Kellen who Winslow I was Jr., that, that whole situation was bad. Winslow, like, was he played for the Jets, bad. didn't he? Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, All right. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Also – Moving forward. Move, move, let's move on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. All right, I have Cincinnati. You got to protect Joe Burrow. They just came out with their new uniforms, but the only thing that people were talking about with the new uniforms was Joe Burrow's giant-ass scar where he yeah. got ACL yeah. surgery. So you got to go with Penne Sewell. Um, I just I just looked up his name because I, I don't really know exactly how to pronounce it, and I thought I could maybe f- find the uh, – pronunciation on google but one of the first articles that popped up and this is just such a great headline if the Bengals don't draft penne sewell they should leave the nfl analysts say yeah the math checks out and i am very happy brian made that pick because you guys have heard me last show and you guys know me i'm huge on the o-line and i'm happy he's off the board because i would literally try to take him at every pick going forward now from that point on um so I'm happy that happened because at least that moves him on. Uh, Dolphins are on the clock. Um, they traded up. Well, they traded back from three to 12. And then they traded with the Eagles from 12 to six. Um, Bingo. I think if you're the Dolphins, I think you are sitting at the best position in the draft. Um, I think your decision is made for you. Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. You're taking Pitts Sewell, or Chase, whichever one falls to you. In, or you trade out, but in this situation, Jamar Chase goes to the Dolphins. Give it to a, a guy with Parker, with Preston Williams, with Gaskin, um, Gasicki. They're building a nice little offense. Give two of the weapons. Right. In this, in our situation here that we got going on, no trades are happening. This is just everybody yeah. making the pick that they currently have as of what day is today? The 20 something? 22nd. 22nd. So I've, uh, I've April, so like two days from now, the the top ten could look very different. This is just at the time we're doing it, not doing trades. I do think though, a potential trade here. If there's still two quarterbacks on the board, I think a team like Denver maybe moves up, or a team from nine to six, or New England at fifteen. I agree, and that's why I said that about the Dolphins too. I agree, same situation with them. Yeah, Dolphins pick six. I think Jamar Chase is definitely the pick given what we have here, but I wouldn't be surprised if they traded down two or three spots. Yeah. Pick up more assets, still be able to get a weapon and 
yeah, somebody else gets a quarterback. But I agree. Good pick. I wouldn't hate. I wouldn't hate Justin Fields there. I don't know. I mean, I'm. I know that when they were picking three, people were talking about to Miami. Yeah, to Miami, people were potentially saying, "Oh, they're picking three. You know, they might might go with the go with the quarterback." They were maybe they were unimpressed with Tua, and then you know they traded back to twelve, and then traded back up to six, where a lot of people think there will still be the next two quarterbacks available. I don't know. I wouldn't hate that move. I think um, I don't disagree. I think before the Deshaun Watson stuff went where it did, they were a main contender in trading to a, in that package to get a new quarterback. So I think I know Watson's on a different tier, but that can't say a lot about Tua if you're willingly going to trade him involved in another quarterback package. So but that would be crazy. That would be very interesting to watch unfold. Yeah. You got to give Tua one year at least. You sp- I mean, you should give more than that, but you picked him fifth overall. You got to at least give him one year as the healthy clear cut starter. See if the kid can spin it or not. Um, moving forward, number seven is me with the D with Detroit. Um, I think they, they need help everywhere, right? Detroit's bad. Um, and they have a quarterback now who not great. They have Jared Goff's their guy. Now they used to have Stafford. He could kind of cover up some holes in that team, but I don't think Jared Goff's good enough for that. So you need, you need to get him some help. You do. You, you gotta get Goff something. Um, so I think the pick's going to be Jalen Waddle, um, wide receiver out of Alabama. I think that because their new head coach, Dan Campbell, big fan of toughness, right? Big fan of like putting it out there all, all on the line, leaving everything on the field. And with Waddle trying to play in the national championship game on like half a leg, I think that's going to stand out to him. I think he's going to, you know, there's two top receivers left between him and Devontae Smith. One is battling on half a leg. The other one is six foot one, six. Like it's not a slight on Devonte Smith, but I think the lines like what they see in the toughness of Waddle. Plus he's very, very fast and you can't coach speed. It's, it's difficult to, to draft um, Smith that high while he is incredible. Um, I think his size is somewhat alarming. Uh, you don't really see wide receivers that size go as early as some people think that he might. So I do think that he's a guy that's kind of going to slip a little bit because I think Waddle and Chase are both going to go ahead of him, even though Smith had the most productive collegiate career. Uh, yeah, I mean – Again, I, I know the size. That's I just think, I mean, they're all relatively similar in size. Um, but Smith plays smaller. Um, like, Chase plays well above his size level. He plays like a big receiver. He, he's quick and all that stuff, but he just plays like a freak. Um, but I agree. I, I love Waddle. I remember watching that national championship game literally yelling at my TV asking why they let that kid go on that field when he has this future ahead of him. But I like him a lot. Uh, also, I have said on the show before that I don't love starting your rebuild with that first pick being a wide receiver. You want to build from the inside out. But, I mean, you got Jared Goff. I think you got – part of it, you have to kind of see what you got with him. You got to give him somebody to throw the ball to because they lost 
their two top receivers from last year. They're both ones in Jacksonville, ones with the Giants. So, I mean, they've got nobody to throw the ball to. I think you just got to give Goff an opportunity to see what he has, and you're not going to give him a fair shake with – I don't even know who's running routes out there right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. I don't really know who is either. Um, so, next up, we have the Panthers. Um, I can really see them going a lot of different directions, uh, but I think that they – you know, they did give up a second rounder. Uh, four a two, a four, and a, a two, a four, and a six. Two, a four, and a six for Darnold. Um, so I think they're at least gonna see see what he has. Um, you know, I and they could picked see up his fifth year option already. Yeah, I I could see them going Fields here, um, or Lance, and you know, if they're falling and you know someone someone doesn't trade up ahead of them or. Um, I think this is an option where they might try to trade back, but since we're drafting it as is, I think they go Slater. I think they build an offensive line around Darnold, something the Jets failed to do, and uh, they already have Anderson. Um, they already have uh, DJ Moore. Uh, they have Christian McCaffrey. They already have Morton on the right side. So they get Slater, put him in there on the left side and you know, that's a pretty, pretty solid core of offensive talent to at Joe Brady's disposal, who a lot of people think is a top, <clears throat> top offensive coordinator. Yeah, I agree. I like that. I mean, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. I don't, like you said, I don't hate the idea of a quarterback here just cause like, yeah, they're two, four and a six, but it's, what it's the four like, this year, the two this year? Like it's like three next ones. Year? You know, it's like, yeah. Right. They a, didn't invest a first round pick and they haven't given them a long term extension yet. So, like, yeah, it, it's a six. They haven't this year put a, a two ton of, yeah, they haven't put a ton of asset into Darnold. They put a good amount, but not like this is definitely our guy for the next five, 10 years. Yeah. I absolutely love that pick. That is exactly where I think. Slater should go if the draft plays out this way, which I think I like it so far. Um, this is honestly one of my least desirable picks to make. I think Denver is arguably the biggest wild card in the top 10. Um, the reason I say that is because the Lions can go anywhere because they don't have anything. Um, where you look at Denver, they already have a very potent young offensive weapons. They got Fant, they got Patrick, they got Judy, they got Sutton. They got Hamler. They have they have so many weapons on offense. And Drew Locke is just not showing that he's capable of being the guy consistently. So do they pull the trigger on another quarterback project and go Trey Lance? Do they take a Justin Fields and they just bring the quarterback in? Um, do they try to repair that defense? Look, look who the coach is, right? Do they go get a Parsons or a Sertan? And this is one of my big, I think if they do not go quarterback, um, which I'm not going to have them do, this is a huge, I think they trade back. I think this is Washington. I think this is New England. I think this is a team that wants that quarterback. And we've said that for seven, eight, and nine. And I think it's going to ring true in the draft too. But as much as it pains me, um, something weird tells me Sertan, but I'm going Parsons, the linebacker from Penn State. I just think – 
putting him in that defense with that coaching staff. I think um, John Elway and the team, if they don't trade back, they're just going to get a guy they know they can plug in, be a leader, and not worry about it. Plug-and-play type player. Um, you get Von Miller back off of injury. You still, you still have Chubb. Um, you just signed Simmons in the defensive backfield again. Yeah, I think. He's a very good safety. Um, I, 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 just, I like I like that pick. I mean, I think, I don't know. I, I don't think they're, they've given up on Drew Locke. I think he has shown flashes, especially as a, as a rookie. Um, obviously he, he didn't play that well last year, but he was hurt. He was banged up. So I think their thinking is, okay, let's see what Drew Locke has plug and play type player. And I think Parsons is probably best player available in that spot. Yeah. I had Parsons in that slot for a long time. Uh, like you said, you know, Vic Fangio being the head coach, big defensive guy. But, I mean, John Elway's still in that building. And John Elway loves to draft quarterbacks. I do think, though, that it's Parsons or a QB. Like, I don't think that's kind of where I think it is. I mean, I kind of feel that they might trade up and get somebody. Um, but... Yeah, if it's not a quarterback, I definitely think Parsons is the move here. Yeah, um, and that's the thing with, like, John Elway. I mean, how many quarterbacks has he actually drafted, though? Like eight. Yeah, but has he? Because good, you look at good, it. Good I ones. I mean, you got Case like Keenum. You got Osweiler. Like, Osweiler was drafted, but Manning, Flacco, Keenum. Um, you got all these guys that he's bringing in as veterans to try to not do that. Um, I know Drew Locke was the exception, and he has drafted. Like, they've been trying to fill this quarterback void for a while. Um, it's almost, to me, though, it's like you built this very good offense. You have a defense that's on the cusp or could be good. Plug a guy in the middle, let him learn from Vaughn, let him run sideline to sideline, and cross your fingers and hope Drew Locke takes another step. But Right, but like, do they keep bringing in these veterans because the guys they draft – Stink. Brock Osweiler? Yes. Stinks. Paxton Lynch? Stunk. Yes. Um, and I Is agree. Zilway there when they drafted Tebow? No. Maybe. I know McDaniels was running the show, though. So That was McDaniels. Is 100% McDaniels. Remember, he came in, cleared out Marshall Cutler. He gutted the roster. Tony Scheffler. He guarded, gutted the whole roster and made it his own, and he wanted Tebow. So, I just – I look at it um, – Elway took over as GM uh, in 2011. So after that fiasco, or right around that fiasco with McDaniels. Yeah. Tebow, I mean, Tebow started while Elway was there. I don't know if, I don't know when your Tebow was drafted. Yeah, Earlier so. 11, but. And then he replaced him with Manning, and Tebow went to the Jets. Yep. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, what a debacle that was. Then since Manning, Brock Osweiler, Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, Casey for a year, Flacco for two games, Brandon Allen. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, since 2010, they've taken one quarterback. Tebow was 10. So since 2010 to now, they've taken two quarterbacks in the first. Um, both but were in they the also, late 20. Right. They took two in the first. They took one in the second. When was Osweiler's, what, the third to, like, They've taken two in the yeah. first year, but they've drafted four or five. And I'm just saying, 
I agree with Parsons. At nine, I agree with Parsons. But I wouldn't be surprised no, yeah. if they also took a quarterback. And, and and I agree. That's what I'm saying is if they love Fields or Lance, they're going to take them. I just – it's almost like John Elway isn't going to overdraft a quarterback just because they need one. You've seen him try to fill in a veteran numerous times, right? So, and it didn't, and it didn't work. And it, it hasn't worked. I mean, Manning worked, obviously, but that was yeah, it's more bulletproof. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I agree. I wouldn't be shocked if they did it. Um, I think he's just going to need to love that quarterback to do it. And I don't know if he loves either one of them with Drew Locke on the roster. Right. Uh, all right. Moving forward. 10 is Dallas. Um, I don't like that. I have to make a pick for them. I'm just going to say that like they hand the card in late and their pick gets skipped. <laughs> Can I make that? As an option? I mean, I wish that would be the case, but I just don't see it happening. <laughs> um, at 10, I think a lot of people are on this kind of same boat, assuming nobody like really falls to them. I think Sertan at 10, the corner from Alabama. Granted, it makes a ton of sense. Jerry Jones doesn't always make the pick that makes the most sense, like to fill the most important needs they have. Um. You know, look at them taking C.D. Lamb last year. But if there is an edge rusher that was, like, ranked this high, I might go there. But there isn't really, you know, a pass rusher that's – Yeah, I'm not super high on him. By the way, I don't want them to get Sertan, so. I don't either. (laughs) I don't want them to get Sertan either. No, I think – I agree But I think that's – unfortunately, I think that's the move that they make. I agree. Well, I do hear they're high on – To try to – Throw that hope out there that maybe I do hear Dallas is high on JC Horn, the corner out of South Carolina. So maybe look there, but I, if I'm in their draft room, I'm taking Sertan. Can't argue with that. I think Sertan's probably the, probably the pick there. Um, You know, they lost Byron Jones to the Dolphins and you saw what what that defense was last year. Uh, I think drafting Sertan, who I think is kind of a consensus best corner available, is the move. Yeah, and you pair him with his old running mate, Trayvon Diggs. Yeah. Who is also a young guy that I wanted the Eagles to snag last year, but the pain continues. Yep. I'm interested for this one. I'm actually a little excited for Brian's pick here. <laughs> so, I mean, I think the I think the Giants can go a lot of directions. Um, I have them in this slot. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Elijah Elijah Vera Tucker, the guard from USC. Um, I like it. Yeah, I, like I mean, it. he's. I'm pretty sure he played tackle in college. Um, played but, both. Yeah, he p- played both in college, but I think he's a solid pick there, building up that offensive line. Um, they went with Thomas last year. Um, they had they went with Hernandez the year before. They're kind of just continually building up that offensive line, and I think Vera Tucker is the next of the best available offensive lineman, and – he immediately steps in as a starter and they just continue to build that line. And 
you already have Barkley. You already have the weapons on the outside. You sign Galladay. You have Daniel Jones. Uh, I think it makes him makes him a makes him a dangerous offense. So I just want to ask a question here, right? Um, just double check. Brian picked the Jets. Zach Wilson. You picked yep. the Bengals as well, right, Brian? Correct. I picked all offensive linemen, but tackle, Slater, <laughs> Panthers tackle. By the way, everybody, Brian was an offensive lineman. There's a very good career. chance I just pick all offensive linemen <laughs> all the way. And, and, like, and Brian, even I do agree with all every the picks offensive have made, lineman you picked. I all think the picks have made mates. sense. Yes. That's all made sense. You haven't, like, reached they for did. anybody? No. I, uh, Everything makes I think sense, they were all I, smart picks. I, th- I, th- I think offensive linemen should be all, all 32 first-round picks. <laughs> It should just be the um, best 32 offensive linemen drafted each I was year. Watching, I was watching Get Up this morning, and Greeny said something that kind of resonated. And he's like, if you're having the debate between do I pick the offensive lineman or do I take the receiver, he said you take the offensive lineman 10 out of 10 times. And you I like that as kind of – yeah, I like that as a good – that's what Brian's doing. Brian's just taking the old line before the receiver. Just, yeah. just keep chugging along. Big pick here at 12. Big pick here at 12 now. So I'm a little pissed off that Smith is here. Um, not that I don't think he's a good player. Not that I don't think the Eagles won't take him. Now I'm just in a pickle because I'm not sure if it's the right move for Philly. I mean, you draft Rieger, who's a small – and I'm not saying Rieger's the same talent level as Smith, but they're similar type players. You look at what the Eagles' offense is right now and all these question marks. I think if you take Smith, I think that says more that you're committing to Jalen Hurts. I think if you go and take a horn or trade back or whatever they do elsewhere, that says more they're not sure about Hurts. I don't think you take this receiver here unless you're sure about Hurts. If it was me, I probably wouldn't take Smith, not because I don't like him. I just think we have holes. I might go horn. But to prevent me being the next Howie Roseman, I think I have to take the wide out and prevent myself from falling in to that whole ordeal. So Any no, thought I, of taking a quarterback that's fallen that's, to 12? That's no, where I was going. Zero. Zero for me. And the reason Fields and Lance that, still be in there. The I'm reason you I on that didn't one. even mention that is because I do think if this is how the draft plays out and you're looking at Fields, Smith, Lance, maybe Horn, some other guys. I really could see Howie Roseman sitting in there drafting Trey Lance. If you're, if as an Eagles fan, like this right here is almost worst case scenario where there's still two quarterbacks sitting there at 12. To an extent, because if you look at it, not worst case scenario. Right. If, if we, if we trade out, this is a good spot, but. If like if in this situation, yes. we're drafting here, we're not going to trade, and there's still two quarterbacks available. Yeah. Now, like if, if Howie Roseman faces this scenario, I feel like he's going to take a quarterback every time, now, which is terrifying. It, it wouldn't shock me if this is how it plays out with Waddle or Smith switching positions. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it shakes out this way. I I just – I don't even want to make the pick. Like I – I don't know. I think Horn is a smarter button. pick for the team. Not saying Horn's a fantastic, like elite prospect, like he is, but like not saying he's a sure thing. But I just think they stick to whatever it is. They take Smith, who they are going to say they wanted at six, so they make themselves look like geniuses. Of course, whoever they take at twelve, they're going to act like they wanted at six. 
because that's how they roll. So I'm going Smith. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I would do at 13 for the Chargers. Um, I really I was gonna take the interior offensive lineman from USC until Brian scooped him up. Um, but I'm going JC Horn here. I think other than O line, corner is the next biggest need for the Chargers. I think JC Horn's a stud. I would if the Eagles took him at 12, I wouldn't hate that either. Even though we need weapons, but Horn at 13 to the LA Chargers feels like it makes a lot of sense. All right. Um at 14. Hmm. Uh, I mean I mean I, I I'd be There's lying. No if, sitting right there. <laughs> I'd be lying if I if I didn't say it, that uh, Christian Derrishaw, the tackle from Virginia Tech, was screaming my name. But also, a part of me is thinking Cousins is on the last year of his deal. He just got a new one. He did. Yeah, he signed for two more years. Two two for sixty six. For a wild move. Because when I was doing research today, I was thinking the exact same thing that you're okay. thinking right, all right. now. G- all right, give me Derek Shaw then. Give me the tackle. <laughs> <laughs> Build up that offensive line. Again, like, it's a position need. Riley Reef's not on the team anymore. They need another tackle. So, like, again, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, and you look at how that team is structured. It's defense and Dalvin Cook. I mean, I know you got Jefferson and Thielen, but that offense revolves around Cook being productive to open everything up. So I wouldn't be shocked. Again, tackle picks the tackle. But um, if absolutely. you're Bill Belichick sitting here, he has his little hood up jerking off. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because I have him trading up to try to get a quarterback potentially. Um, I saw a report that something leaked that he's trying to get Jordan Love um, that I was reading. I don't know how much steam was behind it, if it's old, if it's new. I just saw it. The bottom line is this team's going after a quarterback. And – I think he's sitting there with his little hood up and his sleeves cut, literally salivating at Trey Lance. Um, I think Justin Fields is an amazing quarterback prospect, but I just think Trey Lance is so raw and so talented that he is jumping for joy to make that pick, and that card is in within seconds after Minnesota picks. Going back to what you were just saying about that Jordan Love possible situation, so because I have looked into this, essentially what – what had happened was um, there was like a piece of paper on somebody who works for the Packers desk and like a janitor was like cleaning up or whatever and took a picture of their desk and like they tweeted it out or put on Snapchat or whatever. But on the bottom of that paper, there was a proposed trade, like all typed up, looked very official where Green Bay got the 15th pick. This one that New England just made and New England got 29 um, Jordan Love and a fourth round pick something like that so like yeah and if that's the case and that's their quarterback you think green bay moves up it's probably like a if you know it's probably a couple people like if they're still there all right we'll make this move but if all you know these three four guys have been picked well then never mind just take whoever we're not gonna yeah i would be shocked that would be electric if 
I mean, I wouldn't be shocked that that trade happened. It would be shocking to me that that was the details of it. And a guy they just traded up into the higher into the first to draft and gave up value. They then turn around and trade him just to move up six spots. Um, that would just say that Rodgers has huge sway, which he should. Um, but they move up. They move up four. They move up fourteen spots. Four. I'm sorry, fourteen. I was thinking yeah. something different. Fourteen. Well, because Aaron Rodgers won the MVP, and I think they thought Rodgers was going to start going down, and then he had his best year of all time. Well, I, I don't even know if they thought he was going to go down as much as they're trying to do what they did with Favre, insurance policy. Like Favre yeah, still had plenty. Different. Yeah, but Favre Rogers still had four years left in him when they drafted Rodgers, if not more. Rodgers could have been the first overall pick, and he fell all the way down to 24. Yes, but if you look back, Love, Love was could have been fourth. a top 10. Love was, yeah, he was, still, he was still the higher than the fourth. Lance. He was still considered the fourth best quarterback, and they traded up to get him. It's not different than the best one falling to you. Yes, but there were only two quarterbacks in 05. It was yeah. Smith and Rodgers, and there weren't as many quarterback-needy teams. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I still think it was – it made the Eagles pick of Jalen Rager felt a lot better because we didn't do what the Packers did. Yeah, I just – I wouldn't – it would shock me if they gave up on love and other assets with their first included just to move up four, 14 spots. Um, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Corey. I mean, I I could see them trading Jordan Love, like, if, the, if they got, like, a, you know, package that was too good, but to also include their own first-round pick and – extra like that would just, yeah. i mean that just, that's just such bad return on investment on a guy who you don't even know what he is because you know uh, but mm-hmm. but they do he was he was in their building they saw him throw yeah but you don't know what a quarterback they, is till he gets in the game and he has four more years of team control at a relative decent cap number to me it's just it doesn't and he was a guy who people said needed to sit for a year or two so for me, I just don't see like Brian was saying the value and everything of, and I'm, I know Matt, you you're just telling us what the paper said. Um, uh, yeah, I just if don't I'm, see the value in that Rod- trade for them. If they make this trade, then they that means they're extending Aaron Rodgers and he's going to finish his career in Green Bay, which is what he has said that he wants. And but is that two years? Is that six years? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is what 37, 38? I mean, Brady's still playing. He's 43. So, like, does Rodgers still have six years in Green Bay? And if that's the case, I could see it making more sense. But if they really think that he's only going to play for two more seasons, maybe three more seasons, then that's when it could kind of – And that's why I'm saying the Favre situation because Favre was a year-to-year basis, and then all of a sudden he played six more years, five more years. Um, The only way this makes a little more sense is if, say, a Smith or a Waddle falls, a receiver – that Rodgers is sitting there banging the table yelling, get me him. Um, but it would still be a little crazy. But Packers way, Belichick's him. getting his quarterback if this yeah. is how this draft falls out. Packers haven't taken a receiver in the first round since 2005. Javon Walker? Bingo. Yep. So, feels like it's time. Although everybody said that last year too, so <sighs> – who knows? All right. Who's up with the Cardinals? Endress. Uh, is that me? That is um, you. Okay. There's been some reports that 
Arizona is looking to move up in order to get Kyler Murray more help on offense. They looked at what the Bucs did with just having an unlimited amount of weapons. They looked at what Kansas City did with basically having the same thing. And I think they're going all in to give Kyler Murray everything that he needs to succeed. Um, there's not a wide receiver here that I love or a tight end. And you're going to look at me like I'm an idiot because it's probably too early. But I'm not looking at this person as just a running back because they just picked up James Conner for a year. I'm looking at him as a pass catcher out of the backfield as well as running the ball. Uh, give me Najee Harris, running oh, back from Alabama, disgusting. 16. Two errors. I, th- I think Arizona trades up into the top 10 and gets a receiver, but we're not doing trades here. And I still think that they pick somebody to help them on the offensive side. I think Cliff Kingsbury wants as many weapons as possible. I think they want to give Kyler Murray as much help as possible. Um, yeah. Najee so, Harris running back 16 to Arizona. And then James Conner is going to walk after a year. He's going to become their guy. Well, to your point too, it's not like James Conner stopping somebody from getting their share of carries. Um, he's a very, very good back, but he's not somebody like a Saquon or who's Dalvin Cook, who's literally eating the whole share of time. So if they go that route, it makes sense. Um, at any point, do you think they might consider the receiver from Florida, who, based off what not I'm reading high. and seeing, he is – I wrote, saw a report he has potential to go top ten. Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Who was putting I that report out? Skip Bayless? There's not I've a seen chance a lot of reports, in actually, hell with him going top, top 15 now. Absolutely not. I'm not saying I, I would. Honest. I'm not saying I would. But you know how the draft works. There's always guys who are those late oh, yeah. darts. Um, Man, you, but uh, you were talking about the the Cardinals looking at what um, Kansas City does. What does Kansas City have? Tyreek Hill, yeah. speed, like. Well, they got Christian Kirk and DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald and A.J. Green. Fitz is retired. Fitz is not retired yet. Well, he is. I thought he came. I'm really, hold, I'm really hoping Fitz holds on and gives it one last run. But if they don't I have I thought him. he retired. I thought it's over. He is not. He's not he officially come out. He hasn't said it, but retired. everybody else has said it for him. Right? But there's still, there's still the contract outstanding to him if he wants it. One year, yeah. 10 mil, fully guaranteed. But if Fitz, um, isn't, Fitz isn't stopping them from taking Tooney. No, totally no, 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 no. But – I just think he fits kills uh, Cliff. I I mean I I think Arizona moves up, personally. I think they move up to somewhere in the seven no, eight area. I agree. Take a, take a Jalen Waddle or somebody like that. I could see that. I'm just asking, did you consider him looking at you put Kirk and you put Hopkins and him on an offense in that dome. and AJ Green, AJ Green, and then you put. Connor and Chase Edmonds in the backfield, who is that pass catching back. Um, it wouldn't shock Absolutely. me if they reached for, in my eyes, a reach, but in other people, apparently not for a Toonie or something like that. But I don't, I mean, at this point, nothing would be surprising. I just yeah. think that Najee Harris has a lot of upside. Um, and his ability to catch balls out of the backfield, I think makes him really valuable, especially in that Cliff Kingsbury offense where Kyle Murray likes to run around and 
Oh, no, no, no. I fully agree. I fully agree. I just... Is it a little high? Probably. But... And Najee Harris is an animal. For any... Like, this is not me saying he's not good. It's just for me looking at running backs and how their shelf life and the value goes, it's tough for me. And looking at that air raid offense that they're going to run. But we'll see. It's it's it because like there was a time where like no running backs were taken in the first round, like at all. Yeah, and there, there was a span. All of a sudden, what was it? Melvin Gordon was taken like 15 overall or something well, like that. Gurley went 10, Gordon went like 15. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's just been the Edwards Alaire was taken in the first round last year. Nobody expected that. I think running back, I think the, it feels like the position's getting a little more value back with guys like Dalvin Cook and Saquon and McCaffrey and Derrick Henry and like Joe yeah, Mixon. You're getting all these guys that it. can go out there for all three downs and be but, successful but in all three. The argument if, if is every 50% si- of the guys you just named couldn't go out there for all three downs last year. Also, all the guys you just named, none of those teams made the playoffs. And they're struggling with cap to maneuver a little bit, some of them. But, anyways, Najee Harris. Harris (laughs) If Najee Harris in this window, it wouldn't shock me if it's the Cardinals. They like weapons. They're about getting getting weapons, and there isn't a weapon at 16 that I like more than Najee Harris. Fair, fair. Brian Mayock's up, picking for the Raiders. So... I'm an, your streak, I your streak may end here. Your streak may end here. My, my streak will end here um, because <laughs> I think Justin Fields is going to be – he would be too enticing for John Gruden to pass up on. I John Gruden does not believe in Derek Carr. Nope. Marcus Mariota isn't, isn't the answer. Nope. You have Justin Fields in this scenario falling to 17. There is no way that – Gruden doesn't draft him here. Gruden will poop his pants if this is the outcome. Mayock's going to have to to change (laughs) Gruden's diaper if they get Justin Fields at 17. So if you're Washington or Chicago and you're watching this draft unfold with Lance going to 15 and Fields still on the board, uh, we're not doing trade-ups, but you have to be sitting there biting your nails. If this is the same. Gruden's little ass come in and just (laughs) swipe out of the quarterback. If there are still fields at 16, 100% Arizona is trading back to 19 or 20 with one of those two teams coming up. Yeah. 100%. But, and they're, they're just going to call both of them and just be like, all right, just one person outbid the other one. Just whoever's got the highest bid, you get the pick. It's that easy. So I'm picking again for Miami. I'm kind of like their new GM, I guess. Uh, so to me, the Michigan – is it pay? I, I, I'm mad I don't know this. I always mix I call him pain. I think it's pay. Quitting um, is pay. It's pay. He, to me, should go higher than a lot of people are thinking. You also have the DM from Miami, who I think is just a freak. Which one? I really think he's just an animal. Um, he's big. He's fast. He's strong. He can get to the which quarterback. Mi- which Miami rusher? Rose or... Rose, Rosu, Rose. Um, I always Rousseau? mess his name up too. Rosera, because there's Rosera. I think it's Rousseau. I think it's Rousseau. Rousseau. But there's two. But there's two people. There's two edge rushers from Miami. Yeah. Um. One of them didn't play last year because of COVID. He opted out. 
But the year before, he wore like I think five or fifteen. And the person who's also supposed to be ch- picked in the first round this year, he wore fifteen last year. So like, it gets Vicky very shoulders above the other one right now though. There's Russo and there's Phillips. Yeah, and Phillips. I'm sorry, not head and shoulders. Phillips is right there with him. Um, that's what I said. The opposite of what I meant. I think um, I one's projected like late teens. The other's projected like early thirties. Early yeah, mid thirties. So, I'm just going to call him Gregory because I can pronounce that. Um, at one point in time, he was looked at as a top 10 pick. Yep. At one point in time, people were debating the Eagles taking him at six. Um, I think this has to be – there has not been one defensive lineman taken yet in our mock, which that has to be the, the farthest one has gone in, I would say, at least 15, 20 years without a defensive lineman. And I think it ends with Miami. Um, I think Miami's looking at it. I think Najee Harris, to your point, Matt, um, if he goes this high, it wouldn't shock me if Miami pulled the trigger on him at 18, if they don't see anybody else. I I think they go defense. I think they go defensive line. Um, It's a matter of which one. And I think they go pay for Michigan. I like it. I can get down with that. I like that pick. Uh, next pick is me with the Washington football team. Yeah, I really want. I really want to give them Barrymore, or Barmore, whatever you probably pronounce his name, the tackle from Alabama, just because it would make it like nine years in a row that Washington takes an Alabama defensive tackle in the first round. Um. But I think they have enough of those for now. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one that bites the bullet here. I'm gonna take the linebacker from Notre Dame. I'm gonna try to pronounce his name horribly. because I mean he was gonna go in the first round. One of us had to take him. I'll be the one that butchers his name. So when we have him on the show, I'll be the one that gets blamed for it. Um. The linebacker's name is Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. I think you might have nailed it. <laughs> I think I think I, I think I crushed that. I think, that, I think that was spot on, to be honest. I'm very disappointed because you definitely practiced that, and now I'm pissed I couldn't say Rose or Rose or whatever frick his name is. But I just practiced well the I just practiced the Owusu part. <laughs> you kill it. Um, yeah, he's from everything that I've read. He is. Another guy who's ready to just step on day one. Just I got the quarterback, the defense thing situated. So Washington, I feel like needs between Chase Young last year and then this guy this year. I feel like they're building kind of they're getting good players in good important spots on defense. Um, kind of like we touched on a couple times. Washington, another team to keep an eye on to trade up maybe somewhere in the top 10, 11 or so to make a move at a quarterback. Cause they have, they have weapons there now. Well, they're not great. They could always use, everybody could use another one, but they're not as terrible as they have been with McLaurin there. They just signed Curtis Samuel. That's a big pickup. So they're not like have to get a, a receiver right now, but they should take, if they take linebacker round one, you have to think they go receiver round two. All right, we got we got the Bears 
up next. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, we're looking at their looking at their needs, saying quarterback, wide receiver, tackle, guard, corner. Um, I think they go best player available of their needs. I think they go uh, Caleb Farley, the corner from Virginia Tech. I think Virginia Tech just produces good pro corners, and uh, they replace one former Virginia Tech corner with another. Okay, yeah, I have I... a question about him. Maybe you guys can – but, like, I saw him as, like, a kind of lumped into the same grouping as, like, Tertan and J.C. Horn, and then all of a sudden, recently every mock I've seen, he's been, like, in this 20s. You know, I've seen him as yeah. low as, like, 32 – does he have a health thing? Is there a reason that he's like falling all the yeah, way to 20? He, he went under a back procedure. Um, That's okay. It's not, I remember hearing about that now. It's not anything like massive. It's not like he's going to fall around th- five. You know, um, I think it's just something that teams might have cooled it, their jets on him a little bit. He also, I believe it was him, came out and said he's the clear cut number one corner in this draft um, while undergoing back procedure so i mean i, I, um, that, I love that pick even more now i love um, someone who says that they're the best that's a, he i'm not gonna lie to you guys there was a thought in my head of the eagles reaching for him at 12 and i say reaching based off his current draft status but if he went that high it would not be a reach for his talent um i love him i think he's gonna be a beast i think brian that is a pick the bears will be very excited to make replace fuller with him um but We'll see. Or to you, the reason that I wouldn't love the Eagles suit, I don't think Eagles fans would love it, is it just gives you Sidney Jones vibes all over again. Halle tied a guy, you know, supposed to go top 10 or whatever, had an injury. Now he's fallen a little bit and feels like we still pick him too early. I don't see yeah. Jones towards Achilles. This is, a, this is still a back procedure, but like well, you could see how there could be comparisons there. Sidney Jones was a top 10 pick. Can, Easily, and he fell to the second. Where at the time we still got good value on him. It was not a reach to take Sidney Jones where we took him at the time. A lot of people said he was the steal of the draft. Sidney um, Jones was like before he tore his Achilles. He was like a top fifteen pick. He was top ten. Yeah, at, yeah. at, at like the worst. Like yeah. he was, he was like really cream of the and, crop. Like, and then he tore his Achilles and. Like, like Corey said, a lot of people were saying, like, that was uh, such a great pick, like, steal the draft. And was you he also part of that Washington yeah. secondary also, that had Marcus Peters and Buda Baker? Yes. Um, it was not Buda Baker. It was Kevin King was, was there? Marsh, or, uh, Murphy, Byron Murphy. How many DBs did Washington produce in, like, a three-year stretch? They did. Um, I think it was Byron. Um, but – what I was saying is like the timing of Sidney Jones's injury also caused him. He timed it. His injury happened at arguably one of the worst possible times to happen because it was close enough where he could still potentially play maybe, but it was far enough out where they didn't know how he was healing. Um, and it wasn't early enough where it was still fresh. So they could do it with their doctors. So it, I think there's a huge difference in an AC uh, Achilles and what Fairley's dealing with, but I get what you're saying with that injury quarter corner. Drafting them, I get it. Um, the Colts, I'm up, right? Yep. And I honestly, I'm looking at this, and it's like, 
I have no clue. I, I don't think they draft Bateman. Um, I don't see it. I just don't see it and get it. I mean, they brought T.Y. back. I'm not a huge Hilton guy at this point, but he's a good veteran to keep on that locker room and on that field for them. Uh, I think Pittman, I know, Matt, you're not huge on him. <laughs> no, he's a dick. Some things he said. Um, I think Pittman's very good. I think he's going to be that guy that when he's a number two, you're going to say he should be a number one. And when he's a number one, you're going to say he should be a number two. Um, so he's like Juju. Yeah, I maybe not to that tier because Juju kind of took off that one year. But I, I, that's a good comparison. I think he's. But that's be when stuck. Antonio Brown was there, so he could be the clear exactly. cut number two. Exactly. Um, I think Pittman's very good. I think they could go try to pair it. My dilemma here is that we had an offensive lineman draft all the good offensive linemen before this pick because <laughs> they do I, need a left tackle. I think they really need to go out and you look at their draft history. They're going to want to solidify that. Now, do they go Mayfield from Michigan? Do they go Jenkins from Oklahoma state? Um, I don't see them doing Wyatt Davis, even though I think Wyatt Davis is a, in this round, this area. I just don't see him going because they don't need guards. Um, right. They the guards are studs. So I'm stuck here in a dilemma. Do they reach and do they pull out that tackle? I think what they're going to do is they are going to go take Tooney from Florida, and I think they're going to groom him to be their T.Y. Hilton when T.Y. leaves after a year or two. Like you were saying about them needing a tackle, I I know we're doing a draft, but we're also talking about the entire draft as a whole. Don't hate them maybe trading this pick for Orlando Brown. Yes. Right tackle yes. who wants to be a left tackle that's in Baltimore, who definitely could be a left tackle. That that would make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Because they um, have a ton of cap room. And – the only dilemma. I don't know if I don't agree. Baltimore would want more than just a 21st overall pick, though. And you have to look at who's giving it up. The Colts have notoriously been stingy with their draft picks. This new regime. I mean, you look at the Wentz deal, they still wouldn't even attach a clear cut first. They put stipulations on it, right? They're very smart with their draft picks. If I'm the Colts and you can go get this pick for Brown, I do it in a snap well, of my fingers. They traded like 15 or 14 two years ago, straight up for. DeForest Buckner, right? So, like, they've done they do it. similar and, in the past. So, I can see. Like, Wednesday they gave up a potential first. So, I agree. I right. Like I said, I would do it. It's what's attached to that. Um, you also have, like, Villanueva from the Steelers who's out there. He's getting older, but they might be able to plug him in for a year or two. They could sign a guy. Ideally, I think the Colts trade this in an Orlando Brown package, but yeah, we'll but see. We're making picks here. We're um, making picks, and I went with the – the flashy one to replace T.Y., give Wentz some more weapons. Didn't he run like a 4-2-2 or something like that? Dude's lightning. He can he can move around a lot. Um, it was an unofficial time, but I think it was like yeah. a 4-2-8 or something like that. So I, I think the hype of these receivers that are fast and like Tyree kills, and you saw what happened with Ruggs. Like Ruggs went so high probably because of the Tyree kill effect. You're seeing a Waddle who's a lightning rod. You're seeing a Smith who's a lightning rod. These are the receivers teams you saw Rieger go for the Eagles. Like they want those guys. Um, and I think the Colts in a dome on turf with Wentz's arm, having a big receiver in Pittman, they might just say, screw it and take the, the risk. Uh, I, I know, I know Tooney's, you know, 
rated higher by basically everyone. But is it is it crazy for me to like Rondell Moore more? No, I, I like him more. I I absolutely love Rondell Moore. I fully agree. I, I, a per, if he plays last year, Purdue. Receiver out of Purdue for the people who opted out. Rondell Moore. Yeah. If he didn't I have, opt out last year, I think Rondell Moore goes before pick twenty in this draft. Yeah, he, I watched an interview with him, and he he could have been nervous, but he looked like a square. It was very awkward and uncomfortable. A lot of one word answer. I don't know if that's just him being nervous, or I mean, didn't want to say the wrong thing to mess up his draft value, or if he's just kind of a quiet guy. Just something for the listeners to know about. I'm glad you brought that up, though, Brian, because I absolutely love him. I, I love he, him more. I, I I'd love the Jets to get him in the in the second round. I'm praying. That's why I don't want the Eagles to take a receiver. If, unless obviously somebody like a big one, but I think they could get it more in their second round pick. And I would be jumping for joy because he, he's really good, but I don't think you're crazy at all. I think I consider him here over him. Um, I just think the way the boards have shaken, I don't think he goes before to me. Yeah. Speaking of a wide receiver with the last name of Moore. I have the Titans at 22. Um, they let Corey Davis go. Current Jets. They are gonna. They are gonna to the Jets. They are gonna take a receiver, his replacement, sort of, in Elijah Moore. Old Miss. They were successful. They were successful with Old Miss with AJ Brown. Like they run it back. Let's get another one of them things that worked out last time. Elijah Moore. I'm surprised you passed on Minnesota's receiver. Something about him is just giving me kind of weird. And I'm not saying I'm surprised because they're all similar in that class, right? I passed on them too. Um, I just thought that's where you were going. Something about Sean Bateman doesn't quite. I I love Bateman. I I think Bateman's going to be great. Is this this the run of receivers right here then? 21, Uh, 22, 23? No, no, the Jets aren't. I, I don't have the Jets taking a receiver here. They, <laughs> don't be ridiculous. Well they, have, well, they have too many other needs, and they they picked up Corey Davis in the offseason. Um, they still have Jameson Crowder. They picked Denzel Mims second round last year. Yes. Uh, they have Braxton Berrios backing up Jameson. So that's like you know I would I would love Rondell Moore in this spot, um, but I think and I, I'm gonna butcher this guy's. This guy's name, um, Aziz, Aziz Ojolari. Ojolari, yeah. Um, Georgia? Yeah, Georgia. He is the prototypical um, Joe Douglas pick. Joe Douglas last year, I think, you know, seven of his selections were voted team captains on their college teams. This guy has been a team captain for two years. He was a team captain as a redshirt freshman. He has the athleticism, and I think putting him in a Robert Sala defense, rushing off the edge, some speed off the edge to go along with the power of Carl Lawson on the other side, I think that makes their pass rush just absolutely Actually, a good pass rush, which is something they haven't had in the past. <laughs> you still got Quinn and Williams in the middle. Quinn and Williams in the middle. John Franklin Myers, who is a very effective pass rusher. They dra- they uh, picked up. Are the Jets going to be a good team next year? Certainly feels like it. Absolutely. 
All right, let's go. Um, so, gotta, gotta uh, believe in Big Bob Sala. I had I like Ojolari that. go into the go into the Colts at twenty one, so I was right in the same area with you. He was one I considered there as well. Um, him, the other, my, the two Miami ends, I considered them all at the Colts. Um, I just think they might go receiver. They're a wild card too. Um, speaking of wild cards, I think the Steelers. Um, are the most annoyed with Matt's pick of the Cardinals taking Najee Harris because I think the more running backs available, the happier they are because I think they're either going to trade back into the early second and try to snag one of them. With Harris going this early, though, do the Steelers reach? And and when I say reach, I don't mean reach for talent. I mean reach for running backs at usual draft position and take ETN here. He doesn't fit the mold of your typical – Steelers back, right? Um, but he's shown he's a freaking animal. Or do they go tackle and help replace that line? I think with Ben coming back, um, I think with bringing Juju back, I think the Steelers are kind of pushing their chips in a little bit. But I just think the value with Wyatt Davis at this point is too good to pass up for a Steelers organization that is consistently drafted best available um could they go after the problem is i don't know how some of these dns are going to fit in their outside linebacker rusher role so i think they go wyatt davis i think they sure up the offensive line more um and i think they take their chances on a running back later i would have gone etn but i 100 percent understand where you're coming from it was a tough one. I almost pulled the trigger on it too. I was really, I was really hoping you were going to do it. I was really. I, hoping I, I was still debating it. until I said it at the end. It was between them. I couldn't decide. Jacksonville's twenty-five. I get to pick Jacksonville again. That's just awesome. So I've had Miami every time. You've had Jacksonville. <laughs> and Brian said the Jets. So. Yep. How about that. Um, there's a guy still on the board here. I know it's not a huge need for Jack it's not one of their top needs for Jacksonville but I just think this guy's fallen too far for too long and at some point you got to just start getting quality players in the building um so this is going to be Christian Barmore the uh defensive lineman from Alabama I know they got some guys on the defensive line already it's not their biggest area of need but this is a guy who I think would surprise nobody if he went top 15 and they're getting him down here at 25 I think it's just somebody that fell to them it's still you know so building their team from the inside out you know I think I think it's just getting the best player available and not overcomplicate anything just get a just get a quality player like it yeah I don't I don't know too much about him but you really can't go wrong with Alabama defensive lineman he led all of college football's all of college football and pressures from the interior defensive line position. So feels like like a good guy to get at 25. All right. So that brings it to me. Um, And with Browns, the home team in this situation, the draft is in Cleveland this year. So, a home team in this situation and I don't know I think 
they're the Browns. They're not used to drafting in this situation. Obviously, they are you know, they lost. Haven't, they, haven't made, they haven't made the playoffs in forever, so they're not used to drafting in this situation. But I think a guy that they could go. I think the route that they go. Yaman Davis, the linebacker from Kentucky, a nice athletic linebacker to plug into the middle of that defense. Um, the defense was in shambles at times, but they have some big guys up front that can allow Davis to run around and he can run sideline to sideline. He's good in coverage. Um, I think he adds something to that defense. He's a, like I said before about Parsons, you know, he's a plug and play guy where draft him, you plug him in the starting lineup and you don't worry about it. You know that he's going to be solid. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. I like it. And I think this is too where you look through our draft and like I said, there wasn't a defensive lineman drafted till what? 18. 18. Um, So you think about how much value, and I know he's a linebacker, but there's only been two linebackers as well. Um, You just Think of how much value there is on that defensive front there at the back end of this draft if it shakes out this way. Um, so for the B- Browns to go grab a linebacker, what they sorely need to, um, I think it's a great pick. Yeah, I I am also on the same page. I completely agree. If the Browns would be very thrilled if this is what ended up happening. So this is the Ravens here, right? Um Feels like an easy one. It feels like an easy one, but I don't think it's easy. Um, you got Bateman, you got Moore, you got. I mean, the position, the positions, the position is obvious. It feels like to you, and that's where I'm going to switch it up on you. They just oh. lost their one of their best edge rushers, right? Um, Yannick Ngakwe. They just lost. A, they lost a couple pieces, and one he's thing out, about the he's Raven out in Las Vegas now is they lost somebody else too. Um, they always read tool. Clay's Campbell, and, did they trade him away? Did they cut him? Is he not on the team anymore? No, no it's uh, uh, Juden. Juden. Matt Judon is yes. in uh, New England now. Yes, yep. thank you. Um, Penn State's edge rusher is something that I'm very interested in. And I'm, I'm going to talk through it like this because I still genuinely don't know which way to go. Jason um, Uwe? Matt, you're killing it with names. Uwe is a pick I'm very con- – much considering I think Miami's rushers, even though they might not fit that mold. Um, if any team's going to make it work, it's Baltimore. Um, you look at all the receiver talent still here. But one thing I'm questioning is that offensive line. It's not looking like Orlando Brown is going to be here for the foreseeable future. Right? You lost Marshall Yonda two years ago or last yeah. year. The offensive line is still decent. It's still good. Obviously two of the best tackle combo, if not the best in the league. Do they take a Taven Jenkins or somebody, let them kick in and play guard, and if Orlando plays one more year, then you bump them to right? Or some scenario like that. Um, and they're a smart team, so they're hard to pick. I mean, they're not a team that's going to reach. So I need to make a decision. Obviously, can't sit here all day. I'm going Penn State's defense to end. I'm passing on the receivers. Um, I think they add to that defense. They lost too much on it. Um, they're going to build it back up with Queen and him and some other young pieces. Um, Humphrey's out on the corner, and I think they go defensive end. Going back to you talk about how smart Baltimore is, I think Baltimore, I'm not saying they had they took the best player of the last like five years, but I think they made the best 
draft decision over the last five years. And they traded up with the Eagles to get to 32 to take Lamar Jackson, get that extra year for the quarterback, a guy you know is probably going to need some time to really develop the fact that they traded up to get their guy, who turned out you know to be an MVP, so that right there made it a good pick. But just kind of the trade up, get that extra year, and after you know he's going to be able to sit. I just that that was, I, that still stuck with me is just an unbelievable just decision. Well, and twenty eighteen or nineteen, whatever eighteen, I guess whatever year that was. And at the time, um, I know it's easy to look back on now and see where Flacco is. Goodness, he better not start for us. Um, at the time, people. It's another were- conversation for another day. People were not sold. Joe Flacco was that starter. Yeah. He was not going anywhere. It wasn't like Flacco was on his way out when they made that trade. He happened to get hurt. And because the over under on Lamar Jackson starting a game as rookie year was at a half. Yeah. Um, so, or it was one and a half or a half. They were not predicting him to be a quarterback, a starting quarterback. That's the foresight that I think the Ravens organization is they don't get caught up in oh, we, we're lacking some receivers here. I think it's more scheme than it is they're lacking the talent, if that makes sense, at receiver. So I think that's why I had him going with a good defensive edge rusher to help rebuild that defense. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next pick is mine with the Saints. Uh, this is where Rashad Bateman goes. Um, they lost Emmanuel Sanders um, to Buffalo. Uh, they don't have Drew Brees anymore. So I think this is a... You gotta, see weapons. You, you, gotta, you gotta see what you got with Taysom Hill, and you gotta see if Jameis Winston is a good quarterback or not. And I think giving him an extra weapon is just you know, giving the best opportunity to, for one of them to succeed. Who it is, I don't think anybody knows. I'm not even sure if the Saints know yet, but I think it's Jameis. It would make sense. But I think it's James. They they love Taysom Hill down there. And I think just, I think you leave Taysom in the role that he's doing and let Jameis sling it. But yeah, so they they're paying Taysom Hill a lot of money. This is how I view that situation. And they're paying Jameis nothing. You're spot on. They invested in the Hill and they talk up a big game. Think back a few years. They were building up Hill as this. He's the guy, right? He's the heir apparent. They're they calling him Steve Young. They're calling him Steve Young. But they brought in Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. So then Teddy Bridgewater leaves. They're building Hill up. They're trying to make him this guy, the next big guy. They bring in Jameis Winston. So if you're the Saints, you obviously don't think he's clearly that guy if you keep bringing in guys who are very, very, arguably the best backup in the league repeatedly after year after year to compete there. I think when he started over Jameis – I've said this the day it was named. I think it was a way for the Saints to keep Jameis's value down a little bit in order to bring him back on a lower end deal because they knew Tyson could win a game, like be competitive in the game. He's not bad. Um, yeah. I think they're going to go with Jameis, and I think you're going to see a Jameis throw for close to 5,000 if he starts every game. Might I think they go into training camp, though, is it is 100% open competition. Made the oh, best no, no, man no. win. And I agree. It's said that. And it will be. I think Jameis will be that quarterback, though, in my eyes. I just – I really do. Um, He might throw 45 interceptions, but if they run that similar offense, he's putting up four and a half thousand, if not more yards passing. Uh, 
I like the pick, though. Yep. I mean, Brad Packers at 29. All right. This is this is one more I'm struggling with because the pack. I mean, obviously, last year they went Jordan Love in the first round, and everyone wanted them to go wide receiver. Obviously, the board hasn't fallen. I wouldn't say great for wide receiver. You have, you know, Terrence Marshall from LSU. You have Rondell Moore still available. Um, and then it's kind of a drop a little bit. Yeah, yeah and, and that's kind of and that's kind of a drop off. A guy, a guy that I I really like, and I think you know if he falls to this spot, someone that I think the Packers that would work really well in the Packers. Uh, defense is uh, Xavion Collins. He has a lot of versatility. He is the linebacker from Tulsa linebacker from Tulsa. He was the, the defensive player of the year in, uh, in college last year. Uh, but he also, you know, he, he, he does a great job rushing, rushing the passer, but he's also incredible in coverage. So you can, play him off the ball you can play him on the edge uh, i think he offers a lot of versatility and i don't know i i think the packers like they showed last year it's like they're not gonna reach for what they think is a wide receiver and i just can't see them reaching for a wide receiver here when a guy like collins is still available in my yeah in my notes in front of me at 29 i have the packers also taking them so i <laughs> I'm on, the, I'm on the same page. Makes a lot of sense. Love it. Find nice. their next Clay Matthews, AJ Hawk combination. Yeah. Hey. Um, so I'm looking through this because the Bills are a very good team, right? Obviously. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at both Miami guys. And as much as Phillips to me, I think is absurd. Um, and Gregory, as I'm referring to him, is Russo. a physical freak. I'm struggling here because Phillips had to retire due to concussions, right? Let me see. I'm pretty sure he, yeah, he, he was a five-star recruit at UCLA. Um, he had to retire due to concussions. Took a year off in 2019. Showed why he's so highly talented this past season. I'm reading it now. Phillips he got played last year. Rousseau took, took yeah. off. Last, well, not took off, so, but didn't play because of COVID. So looking at him and his teammate here, if you're the Bills, do you take the – like, I just struggle with an NFL team as talented as Phillips is investing a first-round pick into a guy who had already retired due to concussions, you know? Like, he he's worth it. He's absurdly talented. But but if he gets I, one more concussion, he might be done done. Yes. So, I have the Bills taking the highly talented project piece um, from Miami, Gregory, Matt. What's his last name? Say his name? What's and his last name? I said, Matt, go ahead and say his last name. No, no, no. What's his last name? His name is Gregory from Miami. I've said, I've said like eight times. are on the clock. <laughs> um, I like that pick. Uh, another name I had written down, if they decided to go offense, was uh, Friar Muth, the tight end from Penn State. I think that would be wildly entertaining. I agree. His um, size in with Josh Allen throwing the ball. It's like, uh, when you're that big, like – so I think you're not really supposed to say weather affects you, but when you're a guy who's six six, two eighty, or, or not two eighty, but like two fifty, whatever he is, like playing this note don't matter. So one I really struggled with was Newsom 
from Northwestern, the corner. Yeah. I don't think he's still available this late in the draft, honestly. I was just looking at the people who are left. Um, I just it think It certainly the Bills, feels like we don't know a ton about him. He's kind of a wild card in the corners because I feel like he's the one that gets the less, least amount of hype from the Horns, from the Fairleys, from that type of group. But he's right in there. He might be a tier below, but he's right in that gap. Um, he's one that I don't think will fall this far, but I just think looking at how the draft's shaking, I also don't think some of these edge rushers, like it's too good of value here. So yeah. these teams have to be, if this is how our draft shakes out, these end of the round teams, I think are getting like amazing picks all the way up from 20 something down. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to keep it a bug with you. I didn't watch a ton of Northwestern film. So my knowledge isn't great. Um, but moving on, Kansas City at 31, um, this has to be offensive line. It just does. I mean, you look. I know they are in the Super Bowl last year, but their starting five in the O-line was 0 for 5 for their starting offensive line in 2019, just the year before. 0 for 5 starting in the Super Bowl. So, And they lost both you got to – yeah, and they've lost – now and they have since now lost both tackles. So like, it's – who they take at offensive line, kind of up to them. Um, I like Samuel Cosme, the tackle out of Texas. I think he's a guy who potential to be phenomenal. A little bit of like, you know, he'll lean over a lot and maybe his intensity isn't always there, but I feel like when you're playing with Patrick Mahomes and you got Andy Reid calling plays, If you're not perfect all the time, they can find ways to make it work and play to your strengths. And if he develops how it seems like he could, then they're going to get a steal and a half at 31. It feels like it's one of those where it's up to him and maybe playing with Patrick Mahomes is what brings it out of him. Yeah. I like it. So with – Last pick. Mr. Irrelevant. Last pick in the first round. Um, it's going to be a guy who isn't going to be a starter. You know, they no. are returning all 22 starters from their Super Bowl team. So, which is hilarious, by the way. Yeah. So sure. you have to go best player available. Um, but I also think you have to go a position where, you know, guys guys kind of rotate in um i think they look at newsome here and you know they they think they already look at their corners and see what they already have and adding a guy like newsome to that that secondary i mean i think that'd be too good to pass up so i think i think the pick here is newsome uh you know he has a lot of versatility he's played a lot of different coverage in college uh, Northwestern kind of known for mixing up their coverages. And so I think Newsom is, is the guy. Yeah, I agree. Of course, I was this saying, is the final pick and you're going to end up being one pick short. Well, who would you take at 32? Well, and that's what I was going to say is there's another guy, the safety from TCU Yeah. Um, that I think him or Newsom is going to, if they're both there, which I doubt, um, I think one of them will go to the Bucks. I think Newsom being a corner, like Brian said, that ability to get on the field early in some sort of capacity is huge for a team. Returning 
22 starters from a Super Bowl. Um, you look at the Jags, they either take the safety from TCU just based off pure value. Um, do they take Are a chance doing- on a Jalen Phillips? When you say Jags, we're now moving into round number two. This is just well, going to be a one. Who I would take if I'm the Jags, right. since I'm the third person. This is um, yeah. We're just we're just doing one. We're just doing one round. <laughs> Nobody needs to panic. It's just it one round. Wouldn't shock me if the Jags took your boy from Penn State at tight end. I I agree. I think that's his window somewhere in thirty. Like to, that thirty to thirty three is a um, giving Lawrence him with Chark with Shalot. I just think with that offense, it could be good. Um, so, if you're the Jags, though, because who did you have them take at the end there? Barmore, who yeah, that's just a steal a, just, at that point. Yeah, Lawrence speaks for himself. If you could get one of those guys, give Lawrence we just a named, weapon, and then picture getting one of the guys we just named at 33. You got arguably three top 15, top 20 talents in a draft. It's it's that'd be a great start to their rebuild. I mean, all right, let's do one more pick. The Jets are at 34, Brian. Who, oh, I like, guess I actually just... have to pick them. Oh, yeah, I thought you I thought you said <laughs> I thought you said Trayvon Moore. Like... Just make um, a pick. We'll do 34 because it's the Jets again, and we'll let Brian talk about the somebody who falls to the Jets. I'm gonna do the tight end from Penn State. They they reach that a little bit, but not a huge reach. Yeah, I mean I think I think if the if if the board falls the way that, that it has um for what, what we're doing. Um, I think I think the Jets are in a, in a great spot because there's a lot of good players still available. Um, you look at Jenkins, the tackle out of Oklahoma State. You know they have no offense, but Jenkins can move down, play guard for a year, um, kind of be an immediate starter there. Um, you look at Rondell Moore, still available. I'd love him. You look at Bolton. Uh, no one knows what C.J. Mosley is going to be like coming off of um, being out for basically two straight years. You look at Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, they do have needs at cornerback. Um, I mean, they're the, the world is their oyster um, in this, in this scenario, you know, you, they could go wide receiver. I mean, I, if, if the, if the board fell this way, I think it would be just absolutely perfect um, for the jets. And I, I do think that they will be able to get an, another great guy. Um, but Something that Joe Douglas did last year that I could definitely see him doing again this year is kind of trading down in the second round. Um, if they have someone who they think, you know, no one else has a, as high on their board, you know, they traded down, I think, three times and still got Denzel Mims, who they probably were tar- going to target um, at their original spot. So I can see them doing something like that again here for a team that wants to move up for one of these guys that's fallen, you know, a team that wants Jalen Phillips, uh, a team that wants um, the Javante Williams, the running back out of uh, North Carolina, ETN, ETN Marshall, like it, a team that wants one of these guys that's fallen that a lot of people have with first round grades or a lot of people think are going in the first round um so i could definitely see the jets kind of trading back a few slots in this scenario maybe with the eagles um eagles trading out who are they who are they going to take at 34 if you had to make a pick right now um if if i had to make a pick right now they they'd go with um jenkins the tackle tackle out of oklahoma state yeah given that they picked an edge edge in round one um then in theory get their two tackles for the next 10 years well they picked a tackle first round last year so yeah 
back then in Jenkins. Sounds like a uh, like a buddy cop movie from the eighties. I'm just looking at how this draft is shaking out, and I think this also says to my point of why I'm not so gung ho necessarily I'm on the a receiver. Because you look, you got Marshall and Moore. And I know, obviously, this isn't player for player how the draft's shaking out, but it's not far-fetched to see those two, if not another receiver or more, hanging around when the Eagles pick at 37. Um, should, say this is how it should shakes we, should out. We make, should we make three picks here, bang, 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 just to get the Eagles at 37 and then call it for a mock draft? Because, like, yeah, the right just, here, like, what's the point of stopping right now? You know what okay. I mean? Like, the Eagles are in three picks. <laughs> I'll go for Atlanta again. Um, I already have them taking pits um, at four. They need a lot of help elsewhere. Um, I want – I think this is where they take the TCU safety. Trayvon Morg, I think he's a guy, you know, could go in the first round. Uh, but Atlanta's defense stinks. They need some help everywhere. So I think this is another just get who they think the best player available is um, and let them grip it and rip it. Yeah, and again, I'm Miami's new GM. I think this is, what, my third or fourth pick for them, third. Um, I'm going with probably an unsexy pick here, and I'm going Dickerson from Alabama, the center. Um, I think pairing him back with Tua, sealing up that offensive line even more. Um, you got an edge rusher. You got a stud talent receiver. You already have some weapons. Put an offensive lineman in there in the middle. Um, and then that leaves us with the Eagles. We can make this kind of a group discussion. I feel like if I'm the Eagles. Asante Samuel me, Jr. It's Asante Samuel Jr. or Creed Humphrey, the center out of Oklahoma. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's Asante Samuel but Jr. If I if I've yeah, if I was the person turning the card at this exact point, it's Asante Samuel Jr. So I'm not, I don't disagree. I'm just playing devil's advocate here, knowing how they pick. Um, it wouldn't shock me if they see Phillips at this point and say the value's too good, you know, um, based on yeah. how they do it. Um, it wouldn't shock me if they go completely against the trend here and take a guy like a Bolton or some guy we're not even considering. If it was me, I snag Asante Samuel Jr. and I'm happy. Um, but you got to have some excitement if you're an Eagles fan looking at who's available. You got Phillips. Right. Even if you want to go back to back receiver, which I doubt they will, but Marshall's very good value there. Um, Asante Samuel Jr., Rondell Moore, um, Bolton. You just got so many options here that this is why the Eagles fan base needs to take a deep breath with that. 12th overall pick. I almost said six because in my head we should still have it. Um, and that's that's they, what the Eagles take in Devontae Smith at 12. If they take J.C. Horn at 12, that's then, what I'm saying. Then you so, take a Terrence Marshall, a Rondell Moore, you hope an Elijah Moore falls, like stuff like that. Like I think it's exactly one of these first two picks, either at 12 or 37, assuming no trades, has to be a receiver. So, and that's what I'm saying about everybody wants it to be a receiver at 12. There's options here, and I know people – it's tough to see because we haven't been good at drafting those other options at receiver. Um, or Sega Whiteside, I'm looking at you. Um, Jeffrey Laurie, jackass. Um, but to me, these that doesn't stop you in the future. Like, I, I think they were just boneheaded picks. Like, I don't think Rieger was an awful pick. I know I'm in the minority here when I say that, 
at the time of the draft. Now, I bet a lot of TCU football. Screaming up boards. At, he actually fell like a rock coming out of the sky after his junior year. Yeah. His, no last year, play. his last year at TCU, they had no nobody. Like, they had no you could have went out there and did what those quarterbacks were doing because I bet that conference a lot. I bet them a lot or against them that year a lot. And if Rieger would have came out the year before, he would have been a top 15 pick in my eyes. He waited. He got hurt by the team around him. He didn't play great. He was banged up in Philly last year. I don't think it was an awful pick at the time. I like – I try to judge the pick on when it was made. You know what I mean? Yeah. When that pick was made, I was like, okay, should we have drafted Jefferson? But I wasn't, like, throwing something off the wall. When we drafted our Sega Whiteside, I literally sat there like, um, why? Why Why? Why are we getting cute? You know, why do we pass on DK? Um, so we'll see. We'll see. And one it's... final thing – about the Eagles, if we do go corner at 12 and at 37, if we don't go receiver and we go like O-line, I'm okay with that too. But yes. Or if Slater falls to us at 12, I'm all right with that. And then we take a – like I'm okay with like those – There's a lot receivers, of – Wide receiver – there's – yeah, there's kind of three, four main position groups that we got to get. Ideally, you want a receiver. Yes. But if it ends up being corner and O-line – I'm okay with that as well. Even linebacker, which the Eagles never do. I would love to 12, see them invest Parsons in a free, would be unbelievable. I would love but to see them gonna. invest in a damn linebacker in the first two rounds. First two I could see, but they're not going to take – as painful as it is, they're not going to take a, a linebacker at 12. Um, and, oh, God, that Parsons at oh, – that would be – the only Parsons there, there at 12 and the three receivers are gone? I wouldn't be shocked. It all depends how the, the board falls. but I think it that, also depends on how much Howie's willing to listen to the other coaches because our DC came from Indy, our head coach came from Indy. They saw how productive and how important quality linebacking play can be with Darius yeah. Leonard in the middle there. So maybe they're willing to speak up. If he falls to us, like, hey, like we, we, we've seen it. Like, that's – well, it, it also will depend on how, how good Parsons is at rock, paper, scissors. Very important. Yeah. That's um, very important <laughs> to rock, paper, scissors. I think that whole thing's overblown a little bit, to be honest, too. I, um, I, I, I've been, I heard people, they said they, that they liked it. Not like media people think he's a goofball and an idiot. But other like, former pros have been like, I get it. Cool. Like, like, I don't know if I would have chose rock, paper, scissors, but like I understand him wanting to like – see how competitive but here's the thing guys are do you hear the wacky ass stuff people do to these prospects at the combine he's over zoom how do people know he's not saying it's about competitiveness but it's really to see their true personality come out you break out that fist like this and you start playing rock paper scissors shoot in a professional setting you see the people who are going to clam up you see the people who are outgoing or a little crazy that are going to go with it all nuts Maybe he was trying to see that personality side more so than what he said in competitiveness. Um, yeah, he wanted to say, all right, let's put rock, paper, scissors. He wanted someone to be like, all right, let's do it then. And they, not be somebody be like, okay. Not like a guy who's going to sit like, back we... and be like, no, I'm not playing rock, paper. You know like, what I mean? So, Like, are we answering questions or are we playing a game? Like, what are we doing here? Like, somebody says that they're off the board. Or someone's like, all right, let's do it. Well, I don't <laughs> think you should there. take anybody off the board. 
If they refuse no to play you rock, paper, scissors, rock, that's paper, your scissors. one main test. <laughs> if you if take like, a prospect off the board because they were iffy on playing you in rock, paper, scissors over Zoom, you not, lose your job. Not iffy. Refuse to. Well, okay, no, it's stupid. Yeah. I'm playing I rock, paper, you scissors. That's a dumb game. Meant, I thought you said they were like, eh. If they no, say, no, 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 I'm not playing you in this, then yeah, maybe. They're like, this is a, this is something down what, a round or two. Are we answering questions? Are we playing games? Like, what are we doing here? Like, let's Could talk football. Could you imagine if the head coach was like, like no, this is what we're doing. Rock, paper, scissors shooting. The guy's like, listen, I'm here to answer questions, not play your dumb games. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm about, because if he, well, he could be like, I'm about business. I'm about work. I'm not about, like, games. And that's how he meant to do it. And he goes like, no, 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 no. We just want to see you compete. <laughs> and like they just had two different wavelengths, and they're like, "I right, fucking take them off the board." And it turns I out, I think to- just everything that's gone on in the circus of a team right now, I think, why not? Rock paper scissors shoot. What the hell? Yeah, I mean, it uh, just goes perfectly with this damn circus we have going. I, I think, and I don't really have an issue with it, but I think the image that I am envisioning, just because um, he's kind of a he's kind of a goofy looking dude, and he's kind of like a doofus like i just imagined him like playing like rock paper scissors with these like elite draft prospects and i just i just find the the imagery very funny i mean i don't see yes. anything wrong with it i think you know gauging someone's yeah. competitiveness is important and i'm sure you know they actually get valuable information from it i just think the imagery of him being like oh yeah we've been playing rock paper scissors with them Talking I think they should have played, I think they should six, have played six, corn 300 holes. pound lineman. Exactly. Um, quick question. This is honestly what's starting to bother me about him. Um, it's almost like they're trying to manufacture him into that McVeigh role. Um, and what I mean by that is McVeigh, when he came over, he just naturally became the young, hot guy, the young, hot coach, like the up and coming, the innovator. Like it's almost like they're trying to manufacture that with Sirianni, like the rock, paper, scissors, shoot crap. Like the, oh yeah, I was talking trash. Like just trying to like manufacture something here. And I'm nervous because if that's the route they're going, good Lord, I'm scared. I think it's more him. I think it's him showing more of his personality. Finally, I think and he was I, nervous early. I don't think, I'm not saying just the rock, paper, scissors. Figure it out. I think the whole thing, like, him saying about the quarterbacks, like giving them like, oh, well, he'll he'll figure out like I just the whole package just seems like it's almost like the Eagles are setting it up as an organization to manufacture us to believe he's the next hot young coach. Like um, and he might be, but I just I think I don't know some of it. So he's from Jamestown, New York, which is Western New York, not on Lake Erie, but like kind of close out that area, um, which not a ton going on. So you wonder if there's almost like a little bit of like kind of, Oh, shucks Midwest nice. That's kind of in him. That is kind of taken a little bit to kind of mesh with the city and with the tone of feel like Indy's a nice city, but again, Midwest, Midwest nice. That's, he was the OC there. So right. He he was the OC there. So he can kind of hide a little bit. Any, like he's been, he was in, he was with the chargers in LA. I think their first year in LA. Maybe they're so insane. But anyway, he was like a receivers coach or an offensive assistant. So like anytime he was in a major city, he wasn't getting like questions and cameras and like people asking, and, like people ask for his opinion. And now but he's kind of coming to Philly and I don't think it's him. meshed yet. 
with the city. I don't think it's him trying to produce that image. I think it's the organization. Like, Howie Roseman very rarely does press conferences. The last two or three years, people have been angry that he, the lack of press conferences. They randomly go do a press conference like this. What was, I, yeah, what, I, what was the purpose? I, I think, see, I, I had the same thought too, and I wasn't sure if we were going to touch on this um, t- this week, but they all, like, I don't know if it was just a front to, like, make Phillies fans or Eagles, Philadelphia, you get it. You know what I'm trying to say. Philly fans get, like, like more relaxed and kind of calm because they were up there, Howie and Sirianni and the offensive coordinator whose name I don't and know. And they did the opposite. But they were all laughing and joking, and it was like, this is this but is weird. And this that's is- what I'm saying is it's almost like they're trying to manufacture faith. And yeah, this young, hot coach, like, just let the guy go do his thing. Don't go have random press conferences where you screw yourself worse, saying Hurts isn't the guy and Flacco's here to compete. If Joe Flacco was here to truly compete for that starting role, they're all jackasses. I think that was blown out of proportions because basically what he was saying is that like his whole thing is about competition, obviously with the rock, paper, scissors thing. And how is he going to show that, how, you know, how important competition is to him is if day one, he's picking a starting quarterback who he hasn't even seen on the field yet. It's yeah. more of a, no, nobody's safe in any position. He just wants to see people get out there. I agree. Rather hardest. And since he hasn't seen him on the field and worked with him yet, that's what he was trying to say. But well, that's what we're assuming he's trying to say. That's what he's trying to say. But again, I don't think it matters what he says. He's not here to make – he's not deciding who his quarterback is. He was talking – I think he was talking to the players in that situation. Like, hey, like, we're going to compete. Again, this is why I'm here. This is what we're going to do. And I'm not even looking at him. The he fact that he was there talking about that shows this organization is trying to build a false confidence or manufacture belief in this guy when he should have no business talking like that. This close to the draft. Was there a point in that press conference? Like, why were they all there? Like, That's was what it I'm like, a, like what who was called the this? Who, and like, why they decided, the like, thing, we're going to talk today? Like, I don't. What did, what did we talk about mostly? Oh, he's about competitiveness. He's about competition. About that manufacturing, action. Manufacturing things about your young head coach. So it's almost like, to me, the way I took this whole thing was one, they're trying to get Philly after the first one, which I think people overreacted to like the guy. But I also think they're trying to create a narrative to tag him with, to make him more likable to the city. Um, and I think they're trying to manufacture the young, hot com- like head coach and all. I really do. Um, Howie Roseman never does press conferences. Ever. Ever. He was out there. And he randomly shows up a week before the draft, sits on his little – pedestal and just laughs and makes you like what he was so out there front just, center ready to roll if, if if he was a gm that consistently did press conferences i wouldn't have thought twice i think the purpose of this was to stir up confusion um smoke screens and things like that but also to try to manufacture something for Sirianni, which isn't always bad but i just think they're not in a position to do it I think with him, let him fade to the background as best he can in this city and let him coach because that's what he should be doing. Um, and that's not a knock on Sirianni at all. None of what I'm saying is I think it's the dumbass management above him. Do I have completely lost faith in if you can't? 
tell from we started the, the sh- we started the show I don't know, I guess what six months ago or so. I mean, we were making fun of the Jets in the beginning. I, think I did not. I did not right. expect. Oh. I did not expect us to. Very very quickly. I mean, I said, are the Jets going to be a good team this year? That I meant it today. Six months ago, that we were not there yet, and the Eagles were the team that really had a chance to do something special. I'm saying the mighty have fallen. And the mighty. We won a Super the Bowl mighty. the last five. The we won a Super Bowl, Bowl in the last five years. History. We're mighty. None of those quarterbacks are on the roster anymore. I, don't, I think the mighty might be the Patriots. Nope, nope. We won a Super Bowl in the last five years. We're still considered. I think, might have I think he's saying mighty comparatively. Oh yeah, compared to where we are now, we relative. were once mighty. No, I know, I know. Um, but no, know, I, I get what I you're mean, saying. It, I agree. It really, well, I was to say it can only go up from here, but we haven't quite hit that point yet, which is terrifying. Um, no, you guys got anything else? We definitely we can not only go up from here; we can still go down. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I was going to say, at least we can only go up from here. But I think I'm good. We can still go down. So yes. All right. Well, I'm excited to see what percentage we go on our draft. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it after. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening to this episode. Um, yeah. I. I mean, 32 for 32 is not out of the question yet. So until it is, I don't want to hear any ridiculous uh, takes on how bad our draft was because I really think we we nailed it. I mean, except for the whole trade part, but that's not our fault. That's just what we're doing. It is out of the question because we're going 37 for 37. True. That's true. We made 37 picks, so we're going so 37. We're going 37 for 37. Even better. Still 100%. You get it. Um, <laughs> I uh, We will talk to you next week with live well you'll hear our reaction to the picks that were made in the draft on Thursday and something tells me we are not going to be as jolly and as merry as we are right now <laughs> so looking forward to that we'll uh, appreciate y'all we'll talk to y'all next week goodbye everyone bye <laughs>